Sacktown Sports. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings training camp is underway, and Frankie Cardicelli and Brennan Nunez have been out at Golden One Center covering the camp. You can read their news and notes from training camp and interviews with the Kings at SacktownSports.com. Joel Embiid said today he's informed USA Basketball he'll be playing for Team USA during the 2024 Olympics in Paris. And in football, Chicago plays Washington tonight on Thursday Night Football. If you wish to partake, we have coverage of the game beginning at 4.30 p.m. right here on Sacktown Sports 1140 and the Sacktown Sports app. Reminder, all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Let's get rolling right here on Sacktown Sports. Your home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons. Sacktown Sports. Sacramento! Welcome to the program. It is officially Thursday. I feel like that's kind of... Well, let me do the introductions. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. He is Chris Watkins. Hello. I am Zachariah. You can join the program at any time. I should have this number memorized, but I do not. I know it's 916. I know it's 339, and I want to say it's 1140. You nailed it. Boom. 100%. But uh, as I'm learning, because Carmichael Dave was off this morning, yeah. Jason Ross operates differently. Yes, he doesn't he does. have the YouTube thing. He doesn't have thing. the YouTube. Yeah, and the YouTube thing has the number there. So yeah. it's kind of like my crutch, <laughs> if you will. But uh, yeah, again, I am Zachariah. You nailed it. He is Chris Watkins. We will take you from now until 2 p.m., where the Drive Guys will take over. Yeah, Draper how about that? Whitey. Yeah, are you like, um, I saw that you sent a very nice tweet out. Yes. Shout out to Whitey. Yes. I worked Massive with him. shout out, Whitey. I worked with him, and he was very kind to me mm-hmm. on, on, on Tuesday. Great guy, great veteran, but, you know, a little bit of a separation for you now. You're yes. back to Chris and Co. now Definitely. in the mid days. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he showed you a lot of things. He was, you know, he if he treated... If he treated you half as good as he treated me, he yeah. treated you fantastic. I mean, Whitey is uh he's he's the a consummate professional. I exactly. mean, the guy knows like I mean, he's been doing radio since since I've been listening to radio and mm-hmm. I'm sure he would take that as a shot and uh <laughs> No, I mean, it's just a fact. Like the guy the guy I know knows, when could I call do a radio legend, show in his like sleep. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, he, I know. he could he he's uh yeah, I mean, in in our whatever it was 4 or 5 months uh, that we were together. I mean, he he taught me a lot about how this whole whole thing goes, how to put a show together, yep. and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll forever uh, forever be grateful for uh, what me and Whitey had. But uh, I'm obviously very very excited for the uh, new opportunity, and I think him and uh, him and Drapes are going to be awesome together. Yeah, for sure. And who knows? You guys could cross paths I'm sure. again. I mean, nobody I would knows. You know what I mean? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, look, you guys uh, cut into our show. Not that I was offended. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, we did. Not <laughs> Let that me I was, tell you. Not that I was happy to it get was to crazy. my car. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was funny because Whitey kept apologizing for him. I'm like, dude, you got the GM yeah. and the coach. Like, 
We're good. That's pretty we're, much how it went too. It was sorry to cut you. It no, was it's like fine. it was literally like you guys were on air. Yeah. We weren't supposed to go on until two o'clock. Uh-huh. See, but the thing is, media day started at what like the festive. Everybody starts yeah. moving at yeah, around yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And they have stations that they're supposed to go to. So it's like, hey, go take your picture with yeah. the AP. Uh-huh. Go do a fun Kings this, video, yeah, and then yeah. after that, come do a little ten minute spot yeah. with. And Sack they're Cal not going to sit around and wait for. Honestly, yes. me and Emil were going to do worst <laughs> quarterback performances from week four yeah i think we were all good with cutting to you I don't guys know, and man. To the i'm GM. still waiting for that segment I'm i don't still know joe burrow was pretty bad <laughs> yeah, this exactly. week you know oh i'm concerned about burrow no no we were happy to do it and yeah. i was able to on my drive home listen to the entirety of all of the interviews and I, what i want to start with today is what did you learn from it like from you being mm-hmm. there you being in the building i would have loved to have been there and met some people shout out to harrison barnes that's my guy HB. from my warrior days um but like just what was your overall takeaway because i know from whitey his biggest thing was optimism yeah he kind of just summed it up sort of generally and was kind of apologetic about it but essentially <laughs> said that what he got from everybody was a sense of optimism is yeah. that kind of what you got as well uh, yes, but I would expand on that and say it's like a, a, um, a cool confidence. Uh, and I think you use that term to describe De'Aaron Fox at some point, but, and it would fit because I mean, you know, a lot of times teams take over the, the attitude of their leadership mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of, I mean, definitely positivity for sure, but, but the guys just, it's, it's not last year was a lot about excitement, hype, uh, making people feel like they also need to believe the mm-hmm. same way that the team believed. Almost this year was like more, speaking it to an existence, to an extent, whereas for sure. this was more it's happened and now we got to build on it. Yeah, it yeah. was It was just very matter of fact. It was everybody, when, when you ask, hey, what's the goal for this season? What do you guys hope to accomplish? Wasn't, you know, they're not, they're not excited. The yeah, they're just, yeah. they're like, we're just going to take care of business. We We know... Uh, what kind of team we are. We know the players that we have, and, mm-hmm. and we know what we're capable of doing. People still don't believe in us. We're just going to have to go out there and prove it. And really, it's again, it's not like they're trying to cut a promo or anything like that. They just they they very much understand what they need to do, and uh, you know, actions obviously speak louder than words. And um, I, I think for the most part, they just feel very confident in the group that they have, and I think that they're very much okay with the fact that there's people talking about pretty much every other team in the league except for them. Yeah, he is Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports. Am I allowed to have a favorite? On the team? Am I allowed to have a favorite? Absolutely. You are? Absolutely. That's totally okay? I think so. Okay, so Dion earlier in the year ranked his kids, right? Or yeah. maybe he puts <laughs> yes, that out like once a month. I yeah. don't know how frequently that happens. But it's he a ranks, power ranking. Yeah, it changes yeah. every month. But like <laughs> like as a parent, you're not supposed to have a favorite kid. Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, That's and what so, they say at least. Well, like I, because I, I rank my friends. Yeah. I, I know who my best friend is. I yeah. know who my second best friend is. And I, think, I have other friends that go and fall under file under that. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's a very natural thing that people just lie about. Okay, so my natural thing that I'm not lying about is I am all about Duarte. All about. He, (laughs) and and I was talking to Whitey, and he's like, yeah, you know, like part of it is because I had no idea that Sasha even spoke Spanish, but like him, you know, trying to get accumulated to like a, you know, or acclimated to a different area or whatever. I was, but like through the airwaves as I was driving Mm -hmm. home, listening to you interview him, it was just, it was so positive. Yeah. It was so, it was like, great guy, 
Great guy. Great organization. Great guy. Yeah. And it sounded like he was smiling. He, Even though I, I was wasn't watching it, it sounded like he was smiling while he was talking. If you watch the interview, he's smiling the entire time. And yeah. that's like he talks, he kind of almost talks through his smile, too. And like, yeah. he's, he's just like, he's a really happy guy. He's really excited to be here. I think, I truly do think, and, you know, I kind of joked about it with him to, to open up the interview. Like, people have been asking him about him and Domas's relationship. Literally since he got traded, it's pretty much the only. Well, they question. went to dinner together, right? Right. When he came they out worked out for like they, yeah, three yeah. weeks in L.A. Yeah. together with with Doug Christie and Coach Barbosa, and so you know, I, I asked him about that, and even you know, you know how those guys can be with media. Sometimes you mm-hmm. ask the same question over and over, and they're like, "Heard it a million I don't know times. how many times I have to say <laughs> yeah, this or he's whatever. Great. Like he's Off great, the court, he's awesome, more on the court. exactly." Yeah, and, yeah. and Duarte, he. Again, to your point, like he said it with a smile. He laughed yeah. about it. He was like, <laughs> like He's as great. I've said like I a know. couple different times, like Domas, like I can't say enough about him. Yeah. He's a great person, fantastic person. And yeah, I mean, I, I think just from a personality standpoint, Chris Duarte and Malik Monk, I mean, for almost completely different reasons. Malik, when you sit in front of him, mm-hmm. you can just feel his energy just yeah. bouncing uh, <laughs> off of, well, off he's of a, you, off the walls, he's everything. He's a different dude. Yeah, it, it, him and Chris Duarte were the two that just, from from a from a vibe standpoint, yeah, from just the sitting outside, directly yeah, yeah. across from them, you could feel their energy, and, and Chris's energy was just, it was it was awesome. Yeah, was really, for sure. Really and I, I, I hate to, like, you know, brag about my own research or whatever, <laughs> but, like, I did research on Duarte like yeah. as, as a part of that trade he didn't look like that in a lot of his Pacers interviews really? so it leads me to believe that that is body genuine. language doctor over yeah. here <laughs> no I'm just saying like I didn't feel the smile yeah. through his answers sure. when I saw other stuff now part of that was you know they drafted a guy that basically kind of took yes. his spot and then he dealt with injuries so right. he was probably disgruntled and then who would rather be in Sacramento than right. Indiana? You yeah. know what I mean? No offense to Indiana hey. if there's any Indianians out there listening. <laughs> um, but you get my point. I feel like he really is. I feel like he feels like he's coming into sure. a new. Th- and mm-hmm. I think he knows what he can do. And yeah. not only did I love him because it felt like he was smiling through his answers. Mm-hmm. He talked about defense. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, cause you were probably in the moment. I was. So maybe you were <laughs> not locked like, in. Wasn't like, yeah. 75% of his responses yeah. when it was not like, you know, <laughs> praising Domas for how good of a guy he is both on and off the court. Right. Was about defense. Yeah. He was talking about de- and that's all I want to hear from anybody. Right. Other than off night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he's the one and, and Whitey's been talking about it for a while now of when you look at who the Kings brought in this offseason. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of guys who bring like any sort of defensive acumen. And he's really somebody you look at his numbers, they don't really show too good of defensive potential. But his rookie year. His rookie year yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. And also just the if you watch him play, his defense isn't bad. I think it's more of the fact that the team around him wasn't yep. very good at defense. And so he you know, he's not He's not Davion Mitchell out there locking people not. up, but yeah. he's a he's what you would call he's cliche, be a, plus. a good team defender or and a on, plus defender, a yeah. plus defender, especially yeah. on a team that is pretty much a, a a complete negative on defense. I think his defense will definitely uh, will definitely shine, and I feel like he'll get the minutes that we saw Kessler Edwards get last year because Kessler was pretty much only out there to play defense, and Chris Duarte will at least give you some offense on top of that as well. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm excited about it. Everybody sounded excited, and also the most important thing, you got the sense that 
they didn't feel like they like yes they accomplished getting right. to the playoffs they broke the streak but they know that they need to do more yep and that's what i was looking for and i love duarte just for talking about defense as much as he did because he brought it up like again yeah. i don't know if you knew it because you were doing the interview but it was like 75 percent of what he I said love it. all right coming up next another test for another team near and dear to um, Sacramento's heart, the Niners playing the Cowboys Sunday night football. We're going to get into Jerry Jones and the stuff that got to go through us, uh, you know, hopefully twice, depending on how it goes or whatever. But Niners Cowboys, is this going to be a litmus test? I say no. I'm going to ask Chris if he agrees or disagrees. We'll do that next. Zachariah, Chris Watkins right here. Sacktown Sports, 1140. Your new home for 49ers football in the 916 Sacktown Sports. Welcome back, Sacramento. This is Sacktown Sports 1140 alongside Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. I got a surprise for you today, Chris. Ooh, really? Yeah, for your sister if she's listening. Is she an avid listener <laughs> okay, or no? You better watch out now. Uh, oh, did I phrase that poorly? I'm sorry. I don't know. No, no. No, because of the something that you told me. Yes. And there's like a, somebody that has been brought to my attention yes. that did this thing that we talked about. So mm. I think okay. I pretty much told you what it is, but we'll do that fun in the 40s at 1045. And then coming up at 1030, who won media day? Interesting. I think it's the guy who's on the top of the mountain that wants to do his job the least. I don't even know that he enjoys basketball. I think he won media day. And then, of course, we have uh, great uh, Nuggets, Lakers, Beef. We'll do all that stuff bottom of the hour. But right now, Cowboys, Niners, mm. Watkins, I say that we to you. We can finally preview it. I say that We're to Thursday. you. We're Thursday. Well, We're on the other side of the week. Okay, you are the self-proclaimed wet blanket of yes. the station. Yes, sir. I am going to take your role. Ooh. I'm going to be Mr. Wet Blanket. Okay, okay. I will take nothing from this game in terms of the Niners. And I will take everything. I guess I can make it exciting by saying that I will take everything from how the Cowboys play. Yeah. But I will, nothing, even if it's 42 to nothing, Mm -hmm. Cowboys over the Niners, I will not look at the Niners any differently. But if if the Cowboys lose 42 to nothing, I will just be like, well, yeah, that's exactly what I thought about them. So basically, I'm only going to change my opinion about one team. Those are my just, I mean, I know that's a hot take. I know that's a lot to throw at that's you. That's interesting. It's no. only 10, 15 a.m. I actually, I actually hear what you're saying because I don't know. I mean, if it's 42 nothing, maybe I'll have to slightly. I'm exaggerating. Re- yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, to your, like, I don't know if, if the 49ers lose by whatever, we'll just say more than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that necessarily means, okay, maybe the Cowboys are better. Maybe the 49ers aren't the class of the NFC. Like, it obviously hyper depending on how exactly it looks like i i hear what you're saying i definitely hear what you're saying and i think that's probably the most rational way of of approaching this weekend but uh i think that just how how the media cycles and how just i mean how humans work is Mm -hmm. i think we're all gonna no matter what we're gonna overreact to what we see well, I also I I just think from the Cowboys standpoint, they're putting way more weight into this yeah, game for sure. than the Niners are. For sure. I think the Niners are going, okay, we knocked you out of the playoffs. Right. Last two times we played. Forget the historic stuff from back in the day and the catch and Dwight Clark and all that stuff. In terms of what the actual player for player matchups are, I go into this going, the Niners feel like they have their number. 
and they feel right. like they should probably win. I'm not saying they're not going to get up for it. Right. Now they do because no, right, I like sure. I think it was maybe you or somebody else was telling me how much they get up for the Rams, which surprised oh, me. I think that was a meal. Yeah, they, they that, call yeah. it like their Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, why do they care about the Rams? Yeah, well, I guess because of the NFC Championship game. Right. But other than that, they've like pretty much owned them. But I just I go into this game going, okay, if the Cowboys show me something, and let's say they even just win slightly, win by yeah. a field goal, okay, okay, Niners got some comp, but. If the Cowboys, you know, win the game comfortably, I'm not going to go, Niners have no chance. I'm still going to think the Niners are the better team, regardless of the outcome, which sounds crazy. Yeah, no, I think that's where I really hear you, is I feel like even if the Niners lose, there still isn't a reason to just completely throw out everything that we've seen. Like, the Niners haven't been really rattled at all so far through the NFL season, and the Cowboys obviously have lost to the Cardinals. And, you know, besides that, they've, they've really looked really good, but... Uh, to me, I mean, the yeah, the Niners have their number. It, I don't think if these teams meet again in the postseason, if the Niners do lose to the Cowboys, like I don't think we'll be referencing a week five matchup mm-hmm. to try and dictate how this playoff game is going to go. I, and, you know, that's that if you're 49, if you're on the Niners like that's that should comfort you. That should make you feel like a, a, taking a little bit of pressure off of this game because they you you pointed out perfectly like the really they really don't have much to lose in this game like i don't really think if anything you could argue that they lose and it's a big weight off of their back i think there's a lot of pressure on them to almost be perfect right mm-hmm. now and and try and show their dominance throughout the year and a lot of the times i mean you look at the patriots team teams that go a long time being undefeated it's almost like a burden to them yeah. and i think it might do them some good to kind of get get that loss out of the way and you know it's I'm sure Niner fans would appreciate well maybe not actually I would actually be curious would they rather lose (laughs) to the Cowboys or I mean traditionally in the past we've seen the Niners blow games that they just have absolutely no business losing and uh, you know I feel like if you are going to lose a game you might as well lose to a team that shows some promise instead of you know losing to whatever the the Cardinals in in week 14 or whatever you know walking Zachariah Sacktown Sports 1140 just to not sound like a complete looney tune Chris I have reasons behind this yeah okay number one Purdy has not lost any games ever. CMC has yes. basically not lost any games ever. I as think he's niner, won yeah. as he's become a Niner. And Kyle Shanahan has shown a ton of success. And I just feel like with Dallas, yes, they came out like gangbusters in terms of the first couple of weeks. Right. And then, you know, they had the, I just, and then, but there's a letdown feeling from that team mm-hmm. that I don't have from the Niners. Like, yes, the Niners, fell to the Ravens a couple of times and they fell to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with the overthrow mm-hmm. from Jimmy G and but like and they lost in the NFC Championship game and then last year obviously Purdy was hurt but like in general I don't have that it sounds horrible so don't hold this against okay. me but I don't have the loser mentality from the Niners <laughs> yeah, like sure. I do with Dallas No for sure and I, I know you. from the four letter network Stephen A Smith they make fun of the Dallas Cowboys right. all the time or whatever but it always feels like there's just something missing, whether yeah. it's the Jimmy Johnson curse or whatever. But like right. when it comes to the Niners, I just don't have that. So that's why going into this game, I put way more stock into yeah. what Dallas is going to do than what the Niners are going to no, do. No, I totally hear you. Like, I mean, I think the loser mentality thing is the perfect way of putting it because if the Niners lose, they have the confidence that, okay, that's fine. We lost that day, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to lose the season. It doesn't mean we're going to lose that battle again. But if the Cowboys lose, it feels like this big statement, like, Okay, see, you lost to the you lost to the Cardinals, so you've already exactly. shown a propensity to yep. kind of not have that mental focus, and now you've lost to a team 
that is, and you know, towards the tops of the league, that shows us that you know whether it's true or not. That shows us that you you aren't those guys. You are not capable. You're you're not. Yes, you're you're a fun story. Yes, you're one of the best teams in the NFL. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the tippy top, the Eagles and the the yeah. Niners, you're not there. And and I just don't think that that narrative exists really at all for the Niners. If again, if they lose to the Cowboys, I think it's going to be a blip on the radar. It'll be something, but it's not going to be this this big huge statement that I think people are going to look back on and say, "I'm not sure if the Niners can make the Super Bowl because look at week 5 when they lost to the Cowboys when they actually played a, a quote-unquote good team, they lost." I just don't see that narrative being a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Hate to agree with you, but <laughs> exactly. If the Niners lose, it'll be a micro thing. Yeah. It'll be Purdy had an off day, right. or CMC couldn't find the holes, right. or the defense struggled, or whatever. It'll be a micro it'll be, thing. Yeah, it'll be if about Dallas a specific lose, thing. It's a macro thing. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger picture thing. Totally. These guys own you, and you are just not a championship yeah. team. And that's why I'm going to walk away from that game. I'm going to learn way more about Dallas than I am yeah. about the 49ers. And I think that they're even doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you saw Dak, but he told the... Um, you're not allowed to say peed off, right? So I'll just say peed off. Yeah. But he told the reporters, oh, you're just trying to pee me off. Yeah. And he's like, I appreciate that. Really, I do. <laughs> like, I'm going to take, like, already in his yeah. head, and we're talking about just the game after a big blowout win. Right. And he's already saying that you're peeing me off, like, bringing up the Niners and bringing up the past right. stuff. and Because I'm sure it isn't, because look, even before this era, like, forget about Purdy and Dak, forget yeah. about Shanahan and, uh, you know, McCarthy or, you know, Garrett before him. There was a huge Cowboys-Niners rivalry when Jerry Rice and, you know, Deion Sanders switched teams and it swung the pendulum for the Mm -hmm. Super Bowls. So there was already a Niners-Cowboys thing. Right. And now I think it's built up. I think it's built up with the fans, and I think it's probably built up within the organization. Absolutely. Niners have more championships than the Cowboys. Absolutely. But, again, the Niners are the ones that have sent them packing Mm -hmm. the past couple of times that they've played. Yeah. So, again, I just – Dak doing that to me was like – that shows right. that They're you're already head. thinking yeah. about it more than the Niners are. For sure. You didn't see yeah. Purdy going, you're pissing me off bringing up the Cowboys. Right. Well, it, it is very much like there's a clear line of, of I don't want to use the term dominance, but like being like <laughs> the fact that the, the Cowboy or the Niners are very clearly in the Cowboys head. It, it does kind of remind me, sorry, Niners fans, but it does remind me a lot of throughout this summer, the way that the Niners or players on the Niners, more specifically Debo Samuel, was treating the oh, Eagles. Yeah. It seems See, like you keep bringing this up, and I don't agree, but I hear you. There's a direct line but where it's, it's only like, one year, though. No, for sure. That's I, why I, I'm pushing back on. I you. definitely hear you but on I that, hear but you. I think it's the same in the, the sense fact of that they're these guys it, yeah, feel gonna, like this is a really, no, really right. big matchup yeah. to where the other guy. It might be a one-sided, not rivalry, because you know there, this is very much a very real rivalry, mm. but it's a one-sided debate I guess where it's you know the Cowboys feel like the Niners are the team that that they're yeah. just trying to get over the hump on the Niners don't feel that way about the Cowboys and right now the Niners feel like the Eagles are the team that they have to beat yeah. and the Eagles are like well we we have you know we're thinking about the AFC we're yeah. not even really concerned about the NFC which is interesting because the Niners will travel to yes. Philly. Yes, they will. And we might be having this same conversation yes, I guarantee in reverse. We will. Yeah, week Th- 13. That game might mean yeah. more to the Niners mm-hmm. than it will to Philly. And I'm with you on that. I just have a hard time because I don't have the longevity yeah. of right. like totally. Philly owning the Niners. It's exactly. not like so like yeah. but but I'm with you. The fact that they kept bringing it up and it really was in their head that they yes. didn't have a quarterback and I'll never forget 
It was Debo, right? That went up to CMC and said, "You can play. You can play quarterback. You right? play quarterback in high school. We, you threw a touchdown <laughs> earlier this year, didn't he was you?" Like, dude, no. <laughs> Poor Josh Johnson, man. How back. bad does that I feel? Know, Once that I clip know. comes out, it's like, dang. Did bro, they like even that? throw a pass more than five yards after that injury? Yeah, that would have. I know that was a joke, but is that like intently watch that? Well, game yeah, after. I gotta look up if that actually. The even second happened. half, they did not throw a pass. That I know for at sure. all. They period? did not throw a pass, but Johnson got hurt in the second quarter, so I don't know what happened in the in between. But they, they did not throw a pass in the second half. No, they, that was the whole thing. They didn't I thought it was just over five yards. <laughs> no, it was eleven runs. If I remember correctly, it was eleven runs, no passes. <laughs> didn't Gosh. Know it was that bad. <laughs> wow. Anyways, uh, the NBA is the gift that keeps on giving, and Never we have stopped. some sound from a guy who should you would think be in the state of euphoria. Yes. But like at the peak. Mm-hmm. The guy sounds like he's doing the worst job. We'll get into <laughs> some of that stuff too from New York. But uh, yeah, we'll go into media day, not Kings related. Coming up next, you're listening to Zachariah, Chris Watkins right here, Sacktown Sports. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140 coming up. 1045, we all plead the fifth. I don't know if we're still using oh. that intro from Nathan. Nobody's really Probably worked not, on another yeah. intro. I don't know if I should be offended by yeah. that. Maybe we'll play that intro. I don't know, but I got something special for your sister. I think that it's super sweet. Uh, a guy that I've been kind of turned on to in terms of he's a he's a violinist, and I think that you know if your sister's listening, she'll enjoy it because you told me the story about yes. how you remember your sister's birthday. Ah, so, yes, yeah. gotcha. Yes. Yeah, I totally spoiled it. And yeah. Basically, all but time. No, I have no. I still have no idea what it's. Okay, be. fair enough. <laughs> and then we have a whole bunch of other stuff. Marshawn Lynch. Did you see Ooh. what he said about not only his head coach but his quarterback as well? Spicy. Oh, we're gonna have fun oh in gosh. the '40s. We're gonna go around the wacky world of sports. But right now, who won? Wild. Who won Media Day? When I just ask you directly, Chris yeah. Watkins, and I say who won Media Day, you say what? I have an answer. You tell me yours. Jimmy Butler. It's got to be Jimmy. That's Butler. what I was going to say. To me, like, right. I mean. I wish he, we had a different answer, but. There yeah. is no other answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jimmy Butler was the talk of of just everybody on media day. I mean, the the hair, the the emo yeah. stuff, and then, you know, it brought back everybody to last year when he, you know, showed up with some locks that That was not his hair, though, right? This was his hair last year. Yeah, time. I mean, it's yeah. like a technically kind of thing. Like, it was his hair, but he definitely had, like, half of it was probably an extension. So, like, I mean, it was his hair, but it wasn't all of his hair. And why he does that. And he shaved his mustache, too. And he had the lip rings and the eye rings and all sorts of stuff. You saw Bam. He couldn't even stand. He couldn't even pose for the picture. There's no way I would be able to. Like, if if I did that today, imagine if I came in like that, just like what he did today. (laughs) You'd be like, bro, like, what am I supposed to do? We're supposed to do a four-hour show? I just could not. Um, But... I think part of it was that he likes to make fun of media day yes, and it's absolutely. For, he called it his Halloween. And he also <laughs> loves that when they have to cut to shots of yes. him, when the NBA uses it, so good. that that's what they use, so good. which I've heard they're going to use something different just because ah. of how ridiculous it was. Yeah. Last year they used his NBA 2K photo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but they like, didn't later in the year. Right. Yeah, I don't I know when the line they, of demarcation was, yeah, but they started. At some with, point, they were like, we're not doing that. Yeah. Not always, though, because the NBA posts the highlights on their YouTube channel, and they use Jimmy with the uh, with the brave. With the locks? Yeah, with yeah. the locks the entire season. So, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't, I mean, They're just yeah. different. I think maybe probably marquee games. Maybe like, like on, on NBA.com. Or no, so you know when stats. like ESPN does the like, and coming up in on Tuesday, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the Heat against the Bucks. And they the show the players, yeah. Bucks. yeah That's they when would, they stop doing it? 
Well, they they started by doing Jimmy Butler's 2K photo, and then they just started showing Bam out of bio. Gotcha. That's the much <laughs> they better. They just switched the whole player up. Route. Yeah, I think. But I think the other reason why he did or why he chose the emo theme because yes. he could have chosen anything, anything right. is that he didn't get Dame. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I think that was probably something that he was looking at from. I don't know. The whole way that that whole thing unfolded, I can't help but think that there is nothing but a ton of disdain from the furthest north and west portion of the United States (laughs) to the furthest most south and east portion (laughs) of the United States because – they not only did not want to work with the Heat, because yeah. the Heat wanted Holiday, too. Yes, they after did. After the Dame trade went down. <laughs> not only not to you, we're going to go to your two biggest yeah. people that will be in the way of you getting well, to the championship. Well, and that's why you should really be careful. This is just a general life lesson. It's not just in <laughs> basketball. But you should you should be careful how you treat people, because you just you never know who that person's going to become or what kind of power that person at, at one point is going to have. That's a great transition that you did on accident, because yes. that leads me to the Joker who is somebody that you probably would have passed over and not given maybe the ton of respect that you probably should have because he looks unassuming. Yes. He won the championship. He did. And he was somehow, there was like a race conversation in the middle of the season. We don't need to get into that. But like the MVPs voting and stuff like that. But like that guy, and I get it. He looks like your friend's dad. Very unassuming. Exactly. But he's also completely dominant. He puts up crazy numbers. Here's my other theory, Chris. The guy hates basketball. (laughs) No. I think it's actually opposite. Yeah. Wait, why? Because we played two and a half extra month and recovery and everything, so it was it was good. But I had fun. Summers that I had more fun. <laughs> okay, this was them asking him if this was the most fun he's ever had in a summer. <laughs> you would think the answer no. would be yes to that, right? Okay. Yeah, right. You're just a summer of celebration. Okay, Chris, you have your show here, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, sir. Sacktown Sports. Yes, sir. If you want an Emmy for that or wow. whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever the radio award is, sure. is it even is Emmy only TV? I yeah, don't know. Emmy's TV. Okay, you can tell well, I've never won whatever. an award. Yeah. I don't know what the radio, but the radio version sure. of that, right? Yep. And then you had the summer after you won the award, let's say in yep. the in the spring. Yep. And I said, is this the best summer you've ever had? I would guess yes. I'd right? probably say probably. I mean, you yeah. reached the peak of your profession, yep. and you were rewarded for it and recognized. And I probably celebrated being at the top. And this guy says no. And the reason why is because I had to play two and a half. I had to play basketball more than I normally had in the past. And so the guy's just not happy. This is the same guy after he won the title and he was informed at the podium that the parade wasn't for like like, five days because he thought he was going back to his. He's like, oh, my. Oh, geez. Are you serious? Five days? I have to go and celebrate with the parade. I can't just go home. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? This guy should be loving everything. I I literally don't think he likes basketball. No. I think he likes animals in his hometown. Yeah. Yeah. I think he likes horses. I think he likes relaxing. Yep. And uh, I think he just likes to do everything that doesn't have to do with basketball. And uh, I, 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 as I can definitely relate for sure. I mean, I, as you, you asked me where my favorite <laughs> place is, the commercial I said home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can relate to that to, to some extent. But the dude just doesn't seem like he really <laughs> likes the the business side of basketball or the fact that, I mean, just the season and, and how yeah, long it is. I think he is. likes the game. Yeah. I right. think he, he likes when playing. he's on the court. Yes. I think it's just everything else. But yes. he 
he enjoyed himself at the parade. He definitely did. But yeah, I mean, like if you were to ask him, would you rather go play a basketball game or go tend to your horse? Mm -hmm. He would go. He's going to tend to that horse ten out of ten. This one, this one, he's trolling you guys. This one, you think? No, he knows now that you guys think he doesn't like basketball. This one is definitely trolling. Oh, you're diving in deep. Yeah, this is a conspiracy theory. He's trolling. Um, I think. I think that's genuine. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but I do think that he truthfully doesn't enjoy... Like, I, I, you know, he's. I don't think he's saying, like, oh, yeah, I wish I didn't make the playoffs. That would have been a whole lot better. But, uh, you know, I, I think there is I think there is a, a, a 10% or 15% of him that truly does not like the fact that the I season is I think it's completely long. genuine. I think. Oh, I mean, I, I I do think he likes basketball, but I think he's being honest when he's saying I would have rather have yes. those two and a half months back home. I mean, you wouldn't 100%. trade it for the title. The but. parade thing was not trolling. I think oh, it that just was got, live reaction. Yeah, it got yeah. so much traction that now he's trolling you with. Oh, I don't like watching. I don't like basketball. Yeah, like maybe. now he's trolling. Maybe okay. Well, let's get to this. I didn't know that there was a Nuggets Lakers beef. Now I know I didn't either until media day. The Warriors lost to the Lakers in six, I believe, uh, and then the yeah. the Lakers got swept by the Nuggets. They did, and apparently, Mister New Contract mm-hmm. AD. Apparently, there's there's beef there that I didn't know about. You want Anthony Davis? There's no sound to that. Do you want Michael Malone? Oh yeah, yeah, Michael Malone. Yeah, I don't know. I I He's can't speak for anybody in L.A. You know, I can speak for uh, 17 players on our team, 18 players now in our group. But uh, if they're still worried about us, that's on them. Uh, This is a new season, new challenge, and um, it was a hell of a series against them. I know it was a 4-0 sweep, but all those games seemed like they went down to the wire. And as I said after that game four, uh, we have tremendous respect for that team. I have tremendous respect for Darvin Ham as a coach and the job that he did. Um, but yeah, I've no, I don't listen to any of that stuff. I don't know what they're saying, and if we're on their minds, then I guess uh, that's on them. <laughs> well, this is again a situation. Gangster. Well, this is again a situation, Chris. Where do you believe the person that? Because I think everybody hears everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I think there yeah. are like in in our industry in terms yeah. of radio, there are people that say I listen or I'm going to listen to you on the ride home. Yeah. And I think there are some people that are completely lying. Mm-hmm. And, of course. And, and they don't listen at all. Yeah. And I think their name's some, Carmichael Dave. And, <laughs> and there's some people that listen and say that they don't. Mm-hmm. So I, but in this sense, there's no way, this is the same guy that called out. He said, I think I'm going to retire. Like kind of making fun of LeBron because mm, LeBron mm. didn't say whether or not he was going to return for this season or right. whatever. There's no way this guy doesn't know everything that they're saying over there. And yeah, apparently, sure. they were not happy with the way that they celebrated them winning the title. But like, right. if you're the Lakers, they were not even in the playoff discussion, no, Chris. No. Like late in the season, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they emerged and got to the Western Conference Finals. But to yeah. me, it was kind of crazy. I don't see I don't see the Nuggets and the Lakers as like some sort of rivalry. No, and that's what was so weird about AD's statement was I mean, yeah, he he just he seemed really just perturbed. Perturbed. Yeah, I was yes. trying to find the right word. It yeah. was and that's that's really what it was. He just was really bothered by uh the Nuggets and and how they I don't even know really what he was that upset about. So the beef started because when the Nuggets won, it was either game one or game two, Malone went to the press conference and was like, everyone's talking about the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers, but here we are just grinding away and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, and then specifically about the retirement stuff, you know, like when Malone went and said, I don't know if I'm going to return next year. That was obviously a shot at LeBron doing that earlier or whatever. And yeah, I get it. Look, in Sacramento, we get it. And, 
anywhere outside of LA, you get it. LA mm-hmm. gets all the attention, the spotlight, Hollywood. They have the winning time, you know, they right. have all the, I mean, they get all the glitz and the glamour, Shaq and Kobe. And then, you know, so I get why you would look at that in an irritated way. Like, why not pay attention not to us? us? Right. This you know is what our I mean? time. Yeah. yeah exactly. You all have had your time. But to me, those are two different things, though. It's still mm-hmm. not a rivalry. Well, I don't look the thing, at is Nuggets Lakers as a rivalry. It's funny because I mean the Lakers fans would give Kings fans crap all the time because they're like, "Oh, you have to win in order for it to be a rivalry." It's pretty one sided. It's a one way thing. You guys are upset at us, but we don't even think about you. And then the Nuggets win. Feels and like I, all of a sudden yeah, yeah. the shoes on the other foot. Tables and are turned. I don't think the Nuggets think about the Lakers really at all. Yeah. I mean, I think the Nuggets think about. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Nuggets at this point feel like the West is theirs. They can only beat themselves, as cliche as that is. I I think, you know, I I feel like that's the the Lakers feeling their oats a little bit and being like, oh, yeah, everybody, you know, they they definitely are thinking about us, too. And it's like, no, they they took care of you guys real easy. Well, we will get get into plenty of NBA talk as Mr. Watkins was in the building for Media Monday. We'll talk about the Kings what it means for their upcoming season, a ton of NBA talk, and a lot more to go. But coming up next, we all plead the fifth. It is fun in the 40s. We have fun in the 40 portion of the hour every time, every hour. And uh, we got some good stuff. I got something for Chris Watkins' sister. And we have Marshawn Lynch. He didn't talk about calling out names. Mm. Shout out Corrupt. Mm. That's an old Corrupt song, calling out names. But we'll have fun in the 40s coming up next. Zachariah, Chris Watkins, right here, Sacktown Sports. Hey, we run this back. We run this back. The only station in Sacramento giving you local sports coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. I am Zachariah. He is. Chris, don't call me Christopher Watkins. Does your sister call yes, you Christopher? Uh, no. I have like a couple, like a handful of cousins who do, and that's really it. Oh, my grandma does sometimes. Okay. That's more when she's being playful, but gotcha. besides that, no, no one really calls me Christopher. Fair enough. Well, that is Mr. Watkins. Yes, I am sir. Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140 coming up top of the hour. Why Dallas's defense might cause some problems for Brock Purdy. Uh-oh. How's that for a tease? It's a pretty good one. I don't see it's it. It's a pretty good one. I, that Diggs injury, I think we're going to look back on this season and see that that Diggs injury was a yeah. lot more significant. I mean, it's kind of a blip on the radar when you right. have all this NFL news coming down and, you know, drama here and there or whatever. But especially because I, when I get nerded out, and I don't often get nerded out, but when I do – I was looking at the amount of times defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who mm-hmm. a lot of people think could be a head coach yeah. sometime, Again. the amount that he does man coverage, mm-hmm. can't do that when you've lost one of your best man coverage guys. Yes, sir. And I think that's why they lost to the Cardinals, <laughs> right. and it's why whatever you're going to hit me with from the athletic, shout out, free promotion, mm-hmm. you're going to tell me why they might bring some problems Yes, for sir. Them. I'm not buying. Okay. But right now, it's time for the fifth. Are we playing the intro, Kyle? Oh, now, on Zachariah and Walker. Where's this guy been? I plead the fifth. Good question. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Anything you say, five. This is where we go around the wacky world of sports. Fun in the 40s. And we're going to start 
with I've never even met your sister. Mm-hmm. I don't even know her name. Yeah. But I know you. Yes, sir. And as a byproduct, I have love for your sister. And here is a dedication to her right here. This is a violinist who my buddy wants to bring to our, we have a, a once a year, we all get together. Yeah. A big group of friends. He wants to bring this guy just to play like our Ooh. favorite songs okay. with the violin. But here is this, the song that makes you remember your yes. sister's birthday. Here it goes. He actually does the lyrics of the yeah, song. Yeah, that's what I was like. It's not even like the music. Yeah, yeah, like the... It, like as if he's singing it. And we learned, I believe on air... Yes. ...that your sister's <laughs> birthday was the predicted birth of one of the childs yes. from the... I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah September 21st. and Because uh, that would be normally very random, correct? Yes. Just to throw out yes. September 21st. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> every time, I mean, everybody always plays that song on that date. and For your sister? Well, no, not for her, but oh, that's okay. usually how I remember, to your oh, point, to the original point. Gotcha. Like, I oh, never... so wh- is that why that was played when it was played? Yes. Oh, oh, yes, because okay. it was the day of, gotcha. and I was like, oh, I'm so naive crap. sometimes. Yeah, it's my yeah. sister's birthday. <laughs> and, that makes uh, it easy. A lot of the time, that's, yeah, it, a lot of, like, it's happened two or three times now uh, in the, over the years that th- I've heard that song on that day and been like, oh, crap. Gotta call my sister. That's, that's they're playing that because <laughs> it's shouldn't be today. admitting that on air. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, it's fine. My family knows I'm not great. Yeah. No, she's not listening, like you yeah, said. Yeah, she's definitely not listening. It's great when he does, like, he does rap songs. Yes. He'll, yeah, because like, I, I feel rapping. like I used to watch him on Vine. Oh, this guy's great. It's yeah, crazy. I, I yeah. didn't know how famous he was, but yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he also that's did, ridiculous. Uh, he did Genuine Pony, which is from my era, <laughs> yeah, exactly. probably like 97, yeah. 98 or something. Um, yeah, just great stuff. So anyways, why do you do that? underrated. Underutilized, probably violin. I feel like it's just not, especially you know, it's it's definitely, definitely more of a classical cool. instrument. Yeah, yeah, it's not really used in in modern day. You know, I'm gonna make a hip hop beat with some funky sure. violin. Yeah, no, I think the cool part is that he does the lyrics. With yes, it. he yeah, doesn't absolutely. like do the harmony or the beat or whatever. Right, he does like what the guy would be singing. Right, and like I saw like a be legit rap song, which is totally random. Shout out Vallejo. Yeah, uh, but he did like a be legit rap song, and he basically did the rap lyrics with the violin, which was amazing but let's now awkwardly transition to marshawn lynch and his thoughts with p carroll okay those were one of those moments yeah i don't have a ton in my life mm-hmm. but it was one of those i remember where i was when yeah i can tell you the street the cross streets of where i was mm-hmm. when i saw the seahawks not hand the ball <laughs> off and niners fans out there are probably going to be angry thinking about this when it comes to not giving the ball to frank gore right when they threw the fade to crabtree to right. me it was very similar and they threw the interception. Yes, they did. And right Tom to Brady Malcolm, Malcolm, got Malcolm. one of his seven trophies. Yes. But here he is talking about not only his coach, but his quarterback. Before we play well, this, hold on. Kyle, have we heard this before? Have you heard this? Because I've only with- seen the 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 money quote. I haven't heard the full clip. Okay. Oh, you're I'm making just, sure there's no swear words? Yes, because oh, I'm like, yeah, hey, Did you edit it? <laughs> oh, we're not worried about that. This okay. is Fox I'm worried Sports. About it. <laughs> Fox Sports took care of it for us. Okay, cool. Okay. Your expert opinion, you played in Seattle, you know Russ, you know Pete. What happened with that relationship? Man, you <laughs> look, man, I'm gonna tell you straight up. I'm 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 not the 
I wouldn't be the the, the right person to to speak on their relationship because I didn't like I didn't I didn't f- with them. You feel what I'm saying? So you didn't mess with who? <laughs> I didn't f- with with Pete. Uh-huh. And then I mean, you know, Russ was like just a quarterback for me. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, you know, I I I'll take Russ and I'll put him right there at quarterback and I'll rock with him. Right. Because I have done that. Right. But I mean, you know, as far as anything else, it's like it, there's y'all no, didn't have a relationship outside of football. No, nah, there's no. I mean, it, can't right. pick up the phone and and and, and call old right. boy or nothing. Right. And then I mean, you know, what you mean you couldn't pick up the phone? I mean, I don't got his number. Oh, oh, but, oh, but you would. I mean, but if you, you know, uh, yeah, for sure. Right. Okay. I told you the Marshawn Lynch story that I had a class with him. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he remembered, he remembered the actual, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the class. Well, he remembered the class. Too, yeah. I, I forget me. Yeah. The fact that he remembered that it was sociology 102 was right. the thing that blew my mind because yeah, he crazy. only attended two classes and he slept through both of them. Not that I'm putting that out there. Statue of limitations. Hey, I hope you're so. Fine. You're fine. Um, but to be a star running back for a perennial Super Bowl winning and almost winning a second back to back team. And for you to talk about your coach and your quarterback, like he was just the quarterback and right. I don't F with Pete. Right. That's crazy. You're not going to yes. hear that from CMC talking about <laughs> Purdy and, and Kyle Shanahan. Am I, am I correct on <laughs> that's, that? That's wild. <laughs> you don't, you don't typically hear from, especially football players because football players have like a different level of respect for each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that locker room and, and just that those environments are a lot yeah, more they tight. They call it like yeah. a, what's it called? It's like called us. They got a word for it. It It's a, a community, yeah, a community, but not a community. Of brotherhood, yeah, yeah, brotherhood, it's whatever yeah, yeah. you want to call it. Like yeah. the football locker rooms are usually really, really tight knit. Mm-hmm. Even like Kirk cousins is going to be close with a lot of his teammates for as sure. weird as he is. So it's really, really strange to hear. I mean, it, it, and if you listen to even more of that, that interview, he goes into, pretty good detail about exactly who and who doesn't yeah. uh, like that, Russell Wilson yeah, and yeah. How, who was treated, uh, who was told to treat Russell differently. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's it's just a, an incredibly damning story that, that he tells. And uh, it's not something I'm like shocked. I cannot, it's, I've never heard anyone talk that candidly and that openly about uh, a situation that everyone kind of assumed was like that. Mm-hmm. But Hearing it straight from Marshawn's mouth is is just it's incredible to listen to. I would highly recommend people hear the full clip because it's like five minutes of him telling a story of essentially Pete Carroll telling the Legion of Boom and Marshawn, "Hey, if you have to talk to Russ, talk to a coach first, and then they'll talk to Russ for you." Which is like, and, and like part of me gets it, right? Like you know, you think about high school and you go to lunch, right? Like sure. different people sit at different <laughs> yeah, tables. You know absolutely. what I mean? And I was, I was always like the guy that was on the hoop squad, so I that was kind of my identity. Yeah. I you know I you were at with that the table, yeah, yeah. And so like, so I always assumed that there was separation, but yeah. to word it the way that he did, yes, that I didn't f. With the head coach, uh-huh. which would be like saying you didn't mess with, you know, a yeah. teacher or a coach if you were on a team or whatever. Yeah. And then that Russell was just my quarterback. Just a colleague. Would be like saying like, yeah, he was my shortstop. Yeah. Like, like not even addressing him by name and then saying he doesn't even have his number. Doesn't have I his mean, number. And that was a Super Bowl yeah. winning team, Chris. Yeah. No, and I mean, he tells us, again, I don't want to ruin the entire thing, but he tells a story about how he the reason why he doesn't mess with Russ is essentially because... You know, Russ had a bad game. Marshawn wanted to talk to him mm-hmm. and, and like on some brotherly stuff yeah. and be like, "Hey, man, if you have a bad game, that's what I'm here for." Like, and can't you even gotta get trust to me. him immediately. And yeah. I guess Russ had 
talk to a coach because, as Marshawn says, he doesn't have his number. So Marshawn reaches out to a coach, says, hey, give me Russ's number. <laughs> the coach that talks to Russ and is like, hey, Marshawn said he was going to call you. Did you talk to him? Yeah. And Russell's like, yeah, I just got off the phone with him. Good conversation, whatever. Yeah. Coach then calls Marshawn and yeah. is like, hey, like, how'd the conversation with Russ go? He's like, I never got through to him. Like, yeah. he, I got a call from a block number, didn't answer it. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, it was, well, he, of course. they just have weird feelings about each other. Look, Chris, I got love for you. Yeah. But if I had to go through Kyle to talk to you, yes. I would feel some type of way about you. You know what yes, I mean? No, for if, sure. If they were like, oh, what do you think about Walker? I'm have like, your people talk to my cool people. Cool dude, and but then, I had uh, to go through yeah. Kyle to talk to him <laughs> hey, about man. the show. You know what I mean? It's a mediator. So, yeah. I mean, but, and I think that's kind of why he lost the locker room in Seattle oh, and now sure. he's in Denver and that was weird when he so was that's doing makes calisthenics think, on the plane yeah. and it makes me think of what's that Denver situation like right now oh well I got into that with Whitey on Tuesday oh, the, the game ball to Sean Payton the, the game that they probably should have lost and I, <laughs> I think that whole Denver situation is very it's murky a mess. but when you make enough money you know what I mean then you change things yeah. so I'm sure uh, you. I don't think Sean Payton's gonna go anywhere but coming up next top of the hour why Dallas's defense might cause some problems for Brock Purdy. We'll get into that next. You're listening to Zachariah Chris Watkins right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140.